Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for checking us out. This is the podcast where you give us 15 minutes of your time and we give you a chance to hear the voice behind the pages and get to know some of your favorite writers in a new light. I'm one of your hosts, Kathleen Basie. I'm an award-winning musical composer, a feature writer, essayist, and of course, storyteller. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Kelly I. Hitchcock is the author of Community Klepto, a finalist for the Montaigne Medal from the Eric Hoffer Book Awards. Community Klepto is a humorous fiction novel about Anne, a 25-year-old sociopath who compulsively steals from people at her gym. Funny and insightful, the story explores deeper issues about settling into adulthood in our complex and ever-changing society. Full of hilarious commentary on gym rats, soccer moms, and other suburbanites, this book will keep you turning pages all the way through. Kirkus Reviews calls it a clever, endearing, and funny tale of one woman's missteps and her efforts to atone. Kelly is a graduate of Missouri State University, where she earned a Bachelor of Arts in Creative Writing. She has seven-year-old identical twins and a full-time job, so writing and picking up Lego are the only other things she can devote herself to. Kelly, it's great to have you on Author Express. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I resonate so much with that. My kids are all older than that, but Lego is very much a thing in our house. So tell me, first of all, what's the most interesting thing about where you're from? Well, I grew up in a tiny town in the Ozarks, just north of where I went to college. And the most interesting thing about that town right now is that there is an active FBI investigation for an actual case of human cannibalism. Oh my gosh. Yes. I moved from there to Kansas City and then here to Austin. And my family was all worried about my safety in the big city. And Austin certainly has its issues, but I'm not getting murder cannibalized here. So I think I'm good. I think you might have just won the the award for the most interesting thing ever told on an author express. <laughs> so you are from South Missouri then? Yes. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. My sister went to Missouri State and I live in Columbia, so not too far from there. So you've probably heard of this Moon Valley Massacre. Shockingly, I haven't. I have to admit that I have been insulating myself from the news lately. I hear you. I followed the case for a while and now I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to sit back and wait for the Netflix documentary because you know what's going to happen. I write fiction. I read fiction. I enjoy fiction. I do not enjoy true crime, especially when the true crimes happen like near the creek where I used to swim as a kid. How small of a town was that? About 2,400 people. I think now it's closer to 4,000, but it was like 2,400 when I grew up there. Well, that's a lovely place. I grew up on a farm, you know, not exactly here. And swimming in the creek was a thing we did as well with the cattle. So tell us, I hope that the answer is not the same as the last one. I'm sure it isn't. What was the last thing that made you laugh really, really hard? The last thing that made me laugh really, really hard. My kids have like isms for things that they, you know how kids are. Like we go to Union Station and they call it the train castle. And that just cracks me up. So we were in the car, I was taking them to school, and they said, exhaust, that we smell in traffic. They'll be like, ugh, stinky car breath. And it just makes me laugh every time. Because I'm like, that's a really, like, that's a better term for it. Because it is stinky car breath. Yeah. And and it gives the insult that, you know, to tell people, stop running your cars so much. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Tell us then, 
what is the best piece of advice that anybody's ever given to you? The best piece of advice that anyone has ever given to me. I think like I pretty much learned around like my teen years that any advice my dad gives me about like finances to just basically do the opposite. That's very revealing. I have to admit. Sometimes you just have to learn by learning what advice to throw out. And I think that that's the same with writing too. Like I've had people tell me you need to write every day. You need to write first thing in the morning. You need to write late at night. Like everybody will try to give you advice for what you should do as a writer. But I mean, I have a full-time job and two kids. I can't write every day. That doesn't work for me. Does that mean that I'm not going to carve out time like that I should just give up and not carve out time a few days a week after they're in bed? No, that works for me. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's true. I think people try to give guidelines because, well, sometimes people just try to say, well, clearly it worked for me, so it must work for everyone. Right. (laughs) What kind of full-time work do you do, if you don't mind me asking? I'm a software tester. I was a tech writer for 10 years. Before that, I had all kinds of freelance writing jobs, including one where I wrote people's online dating profiles for a while. But now I test software. We got to talk about this writing people's online dating. That is so interesting. I didn't even know that was a thing. Is that a job you get or is it just like something that people reach out to you to do and you charge them for it? Without revealing too much, there are like companies who do like full service concierge. We will set up your profile. We will set up dates for you. We will talk to people on your behalf. I did that for a while and I was like, I don't want to do this. I just want to do the profiles just because, I mean, people don't like talking about themselves. And I have to say that like doing the online dating profile writing was a really great way for me to learn like how to write my own bio for me to like distill my own book down to a two paragraph blurb that goes on the back cover of a book. You know, all experience is valuable. There's true writing advice for you. Go write dating profiles for somebody for a few years and that'll help you with your back cover blurb. I love that. (laughs) Well, let's focus in a little bit on your book, Community Klepto. It sounds hilarious. And it's coming up on its first birthday, right? It is in June. Tell me what was the hardest thing about your book to write? The hardest thing was just finishing it because I actually finished it while I was in the hospital on bed rest and pregnant. So it was hard to find time to finish it. It was hard to find time to edit it. But apart from that, it was just, you know, the constant questioning, is this something people are going to like? Is this joke something people are going to find funny? You know, you often vacillate as a writer between this is the best thing I've ever written and this is total crap. I should throw it out right now. There's not really one thing. It was all hard. (laughs) Finishing was the hardest. It's a really good use of bed rest, though, I have to say. I can't even imagine having to be on bed rest. That seems like at least a really good way to use the time. Yes, that's true. Okay, so I hate getting asked this question all the time, but this is such an interesting concept for a book that she's just a klepto at a gym. So where did this idea come from? I'm going to just hazard a wild guess that you are not a klepto yourself. I am not, although I do steal like the occasional pint glass from a restaurant if I like it. Although now like I'm old enough that I'll just buy one. I don't have to take it. But in my 20s, I definitely like none of the pint glasses in my cabinet. Most of them are ones that I stole in my 20s. 
But I was living in Kansas City at the time and I was training for my first and last marathon. So I was spending a lot of time in the gym and I was just noticing people would leave their stuff like everywhere and not just like keys and jackets, but like iPads and laptops and jewelry. Like people would just fold up their clothes in the locker room and put their pearls on top of their clothes and leave it there. And I'm like, these are very trusting people in suburban KC. Anybody could just walk up and take this stuff. So that's where I got the idea for the protagonist. And then, you know, as I'm in the gym, I'm seeing all these people, you know, the guys who lift their weights too loud, drop their weights too loud, the people who are very comfortable with their own nudity in the locker room. And I was like, I can't really talk about these people out loud, but I can in the voice of my character. That's hilarious. Well, I've read some of the reviews on it and people all seem to be like, oh my gosh, she has totally nailed the culture of the community gym. So it sounds like a lot of fun. Thank you. I'm sure I will get a hater at some point, but so far so good. So let's talk a little bit about writing. What has surprised you most about your writing career? I mean, you've clearly done a whole lot of different things. So what's been surprising about this progression? I think the biggest surprise, like everything I write, I feel like it's either the best thing or the worst thing, like we talked about, but people still, you know, pick it up because I wrote a book in my twenties, a book in my thirties. This book came out the week after I turned 40. So, you know, I've got three books out there, but there's been a decade between them and people who read my first book are still coming back, remembering who I am and picking up my third book 20 years later. Hopefully the next one doesn't take me another 10 years to write. That's a super hopeful thing, though. I love hearing that because it's taking a lot longer for me to get my second book out after my first one than I wanted it to. And that's something I've been angsting a lot about. So that's really good to hear. It always takes longer than you think it will or that you want it to. See, you've been my hope for today already. (laughs) So tell me, whose writing career do you think you've learned the most from? Career-wise, I really admire Alison Stein. She's a novelist, but she also writes for The Lawn. So I've really enjoyed seeing her work evolve. She just earned out her advance, which always, you know, like anytime you see them, the author earn their advance, you just want to give them a big clap. So, you know, I mean, she doesn't have a million novels. She's not, you know, headlining at festivals, but she's, you know, doing the quiet work and putting yourself out there and grinding away at being a journalist and writing, uh, you know, about TV and film and all that. And she's also a mom. So I see her, you know, taking her kid to school just like me. And it's good to see that you talk to a lot of writers, so you know, but people who don't know, right, like they assume that people who write books, that that's their only means of compensation. And that's not true for most people. And that, you know, we have this perfect day where we write from eight to five and the weather's always perfect. And we're writing outside with our beautiful cup of tea. And that's also not the case for most of us. I will say, I do like to write outside. I do better work outside and it makes me happier as a human being, which is good. But I work from home while I'm running around with kids. So for me, it's more a matter of the time, like having the time to sit outside and group. But I just write 
anywhere. I do all my writing at night, so it would be dark. So writing outside would be difficult. Also, it feels like the surface of the sun here, like six months out of the year. So writing outside is not exactly optimal. That's a different world. That's true. That we circle back to the beginning and what works for some people versus what works for other people. Okay. So tell us where is the best place for people to find you? The best place for people to find me. You can find me anywhere. I'm Kelly Hitchcock on almost all social media. I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok, although I try not to fall too much into the trap of spending three hours on 30 second videos too often. And my website is kellyhitchcock.com and you can find my book everywhere that books are sold. Great. Okay. So last thing for today, tell us what book or story inspires you the most. The book that has inspired me the most and really has changed my perspective the most, like, and it, the most memorable way is We Were the Mulvaney's by Joyce Carol Oates. If you've not read it, it's a book about a girl who gets raped as a teenager, goes through all the shame and victim blaming, and it really extends to her whole family. All of them try to minimize what happened. It was the first book that I read that made me realize all the times that I had minimized inappropriate sexual contact or dismissed it, and just how much that kind of behavior was normalized for me growing up. Like flirting with waitresses, catcalling some women out jogging. Those were all things that I saw men do in my tiny Ozarks town, and I just thought that that's how men were. So that's a total downer. It does have a happy ending, but it is a sad story and a beautiful story because Joyce Carol Oates is an amazingly talented, brilliant writer. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. Thanks for sharing it. And thanks for coming on Author Express today. We enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll take a second to give us some stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll be back next Wednesday. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting. Interesting.